0: welcome welcome to the abwan chronicles podcast this podcast is hosted by five black muslim women Hafsa, ikran istahil and zahra it's your girl ummo your resident crip here to remind you that the first letter of crip stands for community join us every month as we talk about our personal experiences pop culture identity and politics Hey everyone, welcome to Season 2 of Abwan Chronicles. Today we have everyone here. Myself, Umakir. Hafsa. Mikran
1: here. This is Stahir. And it's your girl, Sahra.
0: And we were thinking we'd tell you guys a little bit of what we've been up to, along with talk about ramadan goals you know ramadan's coming up in a couple of days and so we kind of wanted to give our input on sort of prepping for ramadan what what we should be sort of uh looking into before we start the month and all of that but before we do why does everybody kind of talk about what they've been up to because we've been gone for like what three months two months i feel like it's been a while okay two four (laughs) weeks i think four times two so that's eight weeks i think we all decided we want to keep a regular like this right so like every year if we continue for years on end we take a two month break just to chill and relax. You I know? mean,
2: technically, we've only taken a break
1: for about a month because we've started planning for this season, right? That's true. A month after our That's break. True. So, wallahi, it
2: was, technically, it was only a month off.
1: And shout out to Ikran for doing all the edits. I think all you guys should go tweet Ikran and be like, thank you so much for all the work because you've doing so much, <laughs> okay? the podcast oh you mean
0: all the halal editing so we're trying to keep our we're trying to keep this uh, halal muslim friendly podcast so we've been removing all our music (laughs) from the episodes okay and ikran has been working diligently on that (laughs) Thank you, girl. Yeah. Jazakallah khairan.
2: I love this. Thank you, guys. Uh, dead. <laughs> but it's for all of us anyways, right? Like, yeah, we're all getting, getting the edge of, like, well, technically, we're all losing the denby that we would have gotten. So it's for all of us.
0: Did you guys feel like, is it hard, like, coming back into podcasting? Do you guys feel like that? I don't know. It was a short amount of time, but it's like today felt like so much effort compared to, like, the last couple of episodes we did. It really did. I mean, I needed the one month that we had off came in line with my most hectic month when it comes to, like, uh, for school. So I think it was perfect because this year, probably April was the worst month in terms of like getting exams and all that kind of stuff and projects and presentations. So it was very convenient for me. So now this is kind of like I missed it. I'm not going to lie to you. I missed it. It is a lot of work and it is tiring, but it's fun.
2: Yeah, people I don't think people know like how much work goes into it, right? Like we're we're like recording. It takes forever for us to like coordinate and get like everyone on the same page, record, edit that episode, get it ready upload it and then now and then do another one yeah
0: and time zones guys you guys a lot of you don't realize this but we are recording from completely different time zones i'm in the uk sahara's in sweden it's has in um in edmonton 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 oh, wow. and okay. <laughs> in toronto and we're all under different time zones it's it's really hard to coordinate we have to make sure that you know it's not too early for somebody or too late for another person you know so it's it's, it's a lot of work you guys don't let this episode turn into a ranting session okay we like we like doing this <laughs> so I was just I guess we're just reminiscing right yeah we still the fact that we after all of that it does. it's really worth it in the end so it's like it's not a big deal it's just getting back into it and remembering all the, st- all the factors that
2: actually do go into it it's you know it's a big deal plus shout out to the people who've been like asking us where we were telling us to come back like we really appreciate it it just shows how much like
1: people appreciate
2: our content
0: how did I think
2: I was living in a bubble
0: Like, I was living in a bubble thinking, no one knows about, you know, the podcast. But you know what's so cool? Like, a lot of people have been listening to it lately. We kind of, I think over the last few months, we've had a lot more listeners. And people actually, like, they'll be like, oh, I'll be like, oh, I do a podcast. And they'll be like, oh, you do the Bomb Chronicles podcast? And I never expect that a lot of the time. I was really surprised to have some people already know what we're doing. (laughs) You actually tell people? I've never told. I've never, I never tell anyone. I never do. Until you find out yourself, you will never know. So everyone I work with, anyone that I come into contact with, they don't know anything about it, honestly. If you discover it, you discover it. (laughs) But otherwise...
1: Yeah, I'm pretty good because nobody knows our podcast here, so...
0: Sarah, soon, soon. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. Be ready because our circles are kind of tight. And we've already been <laughs> We've been telling people already So there, your, your whole family's bound to find, find out Sooner or later Get rid I of I wonder if Is anyone else Besides us living that double life
2: <laughs> We act like we live a double life When we're literally so out there with our, We're not anonymous I don't know why we're acting like We think we're anonymous But we're not But I put in my bio I, I've put in my like Twitter bio In my Insta yeah, bio Yeah but I feel like I legit pretend like Twitter is another world The thing is exactly Twitter is another
0: world But like Inst- Hafsa took it to the next level By putting it on her Insta bio To be honest Because when it's on your insta
2: bio is legit yeah you know? yeah yeah. no insta people no but twitter i pretend like it's like a different world it's low-key a different world though
0: if anyone from twitter walks up to me i'd be like who are you talking about i don't know who that is yeah exactly i have very few people that i know in real life on twitter like okay people i personally know they, they're on my instagram i rarely accept randoms um requests on insta but my if it, twitter twitter is uh, for um, people i don't know and i probably will never know in real life,
1: yeah, it's wow. interesting. Excuse me, why are you being so
0: negative? You never know.
2: I'm just saying that's and the whole can't... appeal of you it. I know a lot of people on Twitter in real life, so I don't know why you're acting like that.
0: No, no, I haven't. I haven't. I can I can count on one hand the well, number but of people you've I met a few met.
2: People that you've met on Twitter in real life. That's yeah. true,
0: but again, not too many. Like compared to. The yeah, not I've everyone, followed. but,
1: like, a few. Yeah. I met a lot of cool people through Twitter. You know, shout out to Twitter. Because I met some of the sweetest people ever.
0: It's kind of crazy, yeah. You see someone and you just see a facet of who they are, right, on Twitter. They, whatever they decide to tweet or how they're feeling in that second, that minute. And then you meet them in real life. And I have never. But I find it cool that you met someone in real life and found that they're they're amazing. It's kind of, yeah. But you know what? You can tell, like, like, just sitting here, I could be like, okay, so that person that I follow... I'd like to meet them in real life, but that person, not so much. You can tell who would kind of be interesting IRL and who wouldn't. I don't know. I just, that's, maybe that's, that's just That's so true. Cause on Instagram, it's super, super, it's superficial, right? So you'll see people, but you don't know who they really are. But on Twitter, People are are you you can see people's personalities. I don't think so cuz I tweet. I BS. feel like in a way they I tweet BS. I don't know what you're talking about. Is that you barely tweet? You just retweet and quote tweet. <laughs> even when I quote tweet. Listen, even when I quote tweet, sometimes I don't mean what I'm tweeting. <laughs> no, no. It comes from somewhere. Listen, unless you're like full on like professional troll, it comes from some it really yeah, comes from somewhere. True. So like you can kind of like I'm not going to say that you'll know a person completely, but you will see a part of them in their twitter profile or as opposed to instagram where where people are just posting pics and they look like they're living the life but you don't know who they are you know yeah i guess that's for another episode though so so you guys um we did ask everyone for when we were leaving we're like okay guys get send us your feedback you know tell us what you think tell us what you want us to work on We got a couple of things like, oh, you know, work on your audio quality. And what else did we get?
2: People couldn't tell who we were, our voices. Yeah, we can't do anything about that, guys. We can't get a vocal transplant.
1: If you see someone with a slight, like a little bit European, like Scandinavian dialect, that's me. Sahara, you just sound like a Somali fob from Toronto. You don't even sound European. I'm
0: sorry. Okay, Hassa,
2: Okay. (laughs) <laughs> do you guys hear someone who's really trying to sound like they're from toronto that's zahra it's
0: true though zahra sometimes you overdo the toronto accent it needs to stop this is an intervention okay? no
1: okay it listen first and stop.
0: foremost okay what you guys don't understand is zahra is a swedish somali person with a toronto accent i don't
2: it's have the a most bizarre accent. this thing, is what right? happens when all you do is follow toronto I... niggas on twitter and instagram wow
1: wait I don't know. <laughs> and youtube hold, <laughs> hold up hold up i don't follow Any Toronto guy, okay? Sarah knows all of the Toronto rappers more than we do, and we live in Toronto. She can give us their addresses, too. Listen, 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 listen. There was a period of time where I was... Okay, I think if you... To everybody that's listening, I think a couple years back, if you were watching LaToya's Life, if you were watching Rochelle Clark, you would just know. And for all entertainment... Then obviously you're very like. You know what? Sahara probably knows
0: TTC roots better than you and. Uh,
1: no, and, I and don't know, know anything about TTC. In I don't know nothing about that. Bet okay? you anything? I don't know nothing about that. If Sahara came to Toronto, she'd be leading us around. Oh, wow. We when, when does this become like a bro Sahara she sm- day? She, you know? She'll smell the air and be like, <laughs> I'm home. <laughs> Listen, any all you you guys who are listening to back me up, okay? I'm not want to be. Bottom tr- line, tr- Toronto- we story. understand
2: that we all okay. sound the same. But we can't do anything about it. It's just... We don't sound the same.
1: It's because Hafsa and us are siblings, okay? If you guys didn't know about this. They're sisters. That's true. But we don't tell... Okay, even me and Omo. Listen, even me and Omo. Come on. You
0: can tell the difference between our voices.
2: In real life, you can. Even, like, I can distinguish between all of us, obviously. But, like, sometimes I mix you guys up. But I feel like I I kind of understand where people are coming from. Because sometimes over the phone, I can... I can mistake one for the other. Is it because we have the same speech patterns? Like, you think at least, you know, if our voices are not, you
0: know, different, then the way we speak should be different. Okay, with that kind of logic, then everybody from every country sounds the same. Like, that doesn't even make sense. No, by speech patterns, I mean, like, the way we pause, the way we, you know, I don't know. That's just how I differentiate oh, people sometimes. Do you think we rubbed
2: off on each other that much? No, but I actually like. Is there actually anything we could do about it? Yes, yeah,
0: there's something we can do. This is what we're gonna do. Before every person talks, they have to announce themselves. Okay, Mukhayr, why did you do that right now? Let's let, let's give that a test trial. Let's let's give that a test. Trial. Is this like a flight? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so Omo speaking right now. So Stahil, I feel like I'm on a play. Like <laughs> Ikran, that's so funny. <laughs> this is Omo. Like why why is that funny, Ikran? okay how so this sounds stupid you guys actually this that would be the biggest troll joke that ever existed like who would do that oh my god guys somebody actually said to us a few weeks ago um you guys are called the born chronicles but you don't do episodes in somali that's a personal I can, I attack i can do it Sahed, you can't. I'm telling you yes. right now, Sahed, you cannot.
2: I said, I, I said, let's do I can't. it. Ikran
0: barely. Ikran's gonna struggle. Okay, the rest no, of no, us no. will. no, no. no.
2: I, no, no, no. I can do it, but it, it'll require a conscious effort before it used to be flawless <laughs> and effortless. But now, like, it I have to think before I talk.
0: Like, I've I've only heard Ikran speak Somali. I've never heard the three of you guys speak Somali. I'll tell you why, Ikran, Sahed. I'll tell you why you've never heard uh, me or Omol speak Somali. Why? It's because whenever me and Omol speak Somali in the presence of these fools, we get attacked. Why? Because they sound so Canadian. Have it- no, 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 no. It's not even that. It's not even that. Well, why is it, It's not even that. This is what's going to happen. They're going to be like, dad. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. All because of our oh, dialect. That's, ha, true. That's, I true. I know, no, that's true. That's true. I know a lot
2: of the dialect, so I'm okay with it. I'm not. I can't lie. I know most of it's it. Like, it's it. like yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: The dialect is different. Sahara, we don't have a Canadian accent. Yes, you oh, do God. have a Canadian a- no, accent. No, you haven't even Somali. heard me speak Somali. Stop. What is yes, it? Yes,
2: I've Yes. <laughs> no, I've heard her. No. She'll say two words. Ahabo <laughs> will talk to her, and she'll just say two words to reduce the amount of. time she speaks to speak so ha, and then it. that's it.
0: My Somali is for me, and when I go to Somalia to talk to my Ayaya and that's it. No one else that's hears a lie my actually. I was there when she spoke to her that That did even happen. I think that did happen. It what her. are you
2: talking about? We did, what are you saying? We spoke. But in one Taiwan? second, I have a question for you guys. You guys actually lived in Somalia for a bit, so Wagwan. I just want to understand like uh that. a it was only 14 months okay that's a, a whole year and oh
0: you're not helping our b, case you're not helping you our made, case. It <laughs> we made it worse you tried you made it worse that time by b, saying it in months <laughs> b when we went there okay, okay okay saying months doesn't make it any less she really tried it she thought it's we like when count. people say oh my son is uh,
2: 24 months he's 2 stop <laughs> <laughs> he's 2 I said 14 okay so it's, what do you want to say a year and 2 months okay but like people because like you were in Somalia right and people only speak Somali so how are you comu- like with your grandma how are you communicating how does that happen in Somali we spoke
0: we in Somali we you really Sign language. be honest say it with your chest we didn't talk for 6 months yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like, you guys
0: okay, the first six months, I'm not gonna lie, we were learning Somali, so we didn't speak. But then towards the end, we did learn Somali and we started talking.
2: So you guys were in So wait, was it a confidence thing? Because I feel like confidence, like people like commenting on what you're saying, really affects how well you can learn language. You know, a lot of us just we
0: were at home a lot, so we were at we home really a lot. And we you guys really were just shattering. talking to each other, exactly. And we're talking to our cousins, and they wanna they wanna learn English, so we talk to them in English, and then you know. We didn't, and then know. to be fair, to be fair, growing up we were pretty brutal to each other. So like, if you mess up, weird let that's it. We we all cry and crack jokes. But that's all you know, how we know? learned Somali. We were dragged. That's dragged. True. But <laughs> that, to be fair, like we started going to Quran to like the last six months we were there, and that's when we started learning Somali. But to be well, like, to be honest, I learned more Somali when I was in the UAE than when I than what I learned while, while I was in Hargeisa.
2: That sucks. The one thing people come come back with when they come from Somalia is speaking Somali. Mm.
0: I'm not saying I'm shit. Whoa 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 hold up hold up hold up. Listen, did you meet us before we went to Somalia? No. No, I If don't you think had so. met us before and after, there there was a huge difference. I could not put forget string a sentence together. Basic words were non existent for us. before. We, we went. were struggling before Somalia, we were struggling to, to understand Somali yikes you okay, guys. don't exaggerate don't exaggerate okay now you guys understand after okay. somalia we understand and speak that's why does ikran keep downplaying our somali that's what i want to know no but you're like you were level one and you became level three <laughs> no <laughs> okay wow, that- okay
2: if you guys <laughs> okay. are claiming to be so good why can we not do an episode of somali because
0: we're not that good exactly
2: <laughs> we know our strengths and okay, weaknesses now the people know Although I am, I'm gonna be confident. Ikran and since Ikran and Sahara are so confident with their Somali, you I guys am. will do a. You guys will do an episode
0: together. You will let everyone decide on what the topic should be, and you guys prep. No, we can decide. We should decide what topic. Well, they're so confident, but they're talking Somali at a grade four level. Like this is what pisses me off. Ikran, don't forget, I know you. Okay. I've heard you speak Somali. Ikram knows conversational Somali and that's it. You guys are
2: actually, re- you guys really tried me, but... <laughs> oh, well, Ikram, this is your turn.
1: Now it's your turn to get dragged, okay? i already been dragged right now. <laughs> you guys, you guys, don't get me started on Zehra's Somali. My Somali, it's like, do you know one thing? Okay, my Somali might not be the best, but everybody has been telling me that you know, at least you try. <laughs> so, so you want to record a whole episode with me because I have the confidence to do an episode, okay? Think, let me tell you something. That's
0: the best part right there. Because if we had the confidence to all speak it as much as we should have, we'd probably be fluent by now. Honestly speaking, yeah. sad is probably getting better every day. I'm like, oh, we're, we're going to be at the same place like forever.
1: Bottom line, I'm not recording an episode with a Hoya Matalo. Yeah, you're a Hoya Matalo yourself, okay? <laughs> I'm not a Hoy Matalo. Yes, you are. You're a Matalo, okay? You're about to graduate Hoya Matalo again. Kron, okay, you're a borderline. You're first of matalo. all, I'm a different kind of Somali first, okay?
2: My <laughs> parents never, never used to let us speak English at home when we were kids. This is before we moved to the UAE. My mom never let us speak English at home. She would tell us we can only speak Somali. And then we'd ask her, what if kids come over and they don't speak Somali? And my mom was like... Then you guys can speak English with them. There was always
0: that kid in school that, w- that was like that. Ikran was that kid. Yeah, when I went to Ikran's house, literally all they do is speak Somali. And I was like, low-key shook. Like, I'm like wow, you guys don't I was the one speaking English. And I'm like, you guys don't speak English? Because we speak all three, all four languages. We add some Korean in there, too. We speak all the languages we know. In our house, you'll hear random words. So it's like,
2: I'm, I wasn't used to it. With each other, like, even though we all speak English, we speak Somali. But, like, now that I came here and I barely speak Somali... When I go back, I speak a lot more English than I do Somali. Do
0: you guys want to know what's so weird? Like, you know how in the UAE, like, your only option most of the time is to speak in Somali to Somali people? And, like, if you see a Somali person, they probably don't know English. Their Arabic is Elf Bata, and your Arabic is not even Elf Bata. (laughs) So you have to speak with them in Somali, right? Mm -hmm. And then we go go back to Canada, and it's so weird because grown people are talking Somali to you. I'm sorry, English to you. And it's so weird. And they, they expect you to speak English back. And when you say a word in Somali, they're shook. Like, I, when I say shook, I mean shook. You know what weirds me out even more is when they start speaking. First, you know, I want to speak in Somali because I, I don't speak Somali that much, right? So it's like when I'm in an Uber or whatever and it's a Somali person, I want to speak Somali, right? And then they start speaking Somali and then they feel comfortable speaking to me in English. So they start speaking to you. I'm like, lost opportunity there. It goes... Like every single time. Yeah, because the only reason I even learned Somali a lot in the UAE is because I had to speak Somali to other Somali people. Yeah, it's and not then a choice coming, Going to Canada, while well, I was in Canada, it was just so weird because they want you to talk in English.
1: Not that they want you to, but they kind of expect you to, and you're put in a position where... But the funniest thing happened to me, I was at MAC, and I see like a Somali Habir And then I'm trying, like, she's trying to swatch makeup, she's coming to me, and she's, she, wanna, uh, she wants some help. And... She speaks to me in Somali. I respond back in Somali. And then suddenly from nowhere, she starts giving me a lecture about how we should know our people, how we should know our religion, how we should know our, our Somali language and how it's so important to us. And I was like, damn, I'm giving a lecture. Why? Mac, in Somali. What? Out of nowhere. But you spoke back in Somali to her. I right? spoke back in Somali, but she said like it's so important for you, youth in general, that y'all should speak So Sahara, this means one of two things. Either A... She was like amazed by your Somali.
0: She was like, "You need. We need to all be like this." Or B, you were so shit that she was like, "You need help." You would probably be. <laughs> that was her do better it's because people don't speak to other no, but then Somali. they don't That's speak dangerous. Somali to their kids and then all of a sudden the kid's wahi. it's supposed to come out of nowhere That's The thing that gets me really mad is when they don't raise their kids like in the situation her parents were right for what they did right but there's parents that allow their kids to speak in English the whole house is speaking in English and then later on when you're older they'll be like oh well why didn't you why don't you speak Somali look at you at your grown age you don't know how to speak your language blah 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 well it's kind of your fault like you should have you know made made us speak in that is so that is literally we are our household. That's exactly us. I was talking to mom about this the other day. And she was like, she remembers when we were really young and one of her friends would always be like, oh, we, we have to be really diligent about teaching our kids Somalia at home and only speaking Somalia at home and all that and blah, 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 blah. And she would always go on about this. And my mom was like, yeah, you know, yeah. She wasn't really too, you know, hyped up about it. She was like, whatever. And now she's like, oh, my God, I regret that so much. Because if I had been more strict on you guys when you were younger... Because she she always goes on about, before you guys went to school, we were only talking Somalia at home, and then you guys went to school, you started learning English, you came home, and all that you guys were talking in was English, and she didn't, my mom didn't really, my parents didn't really say, you know, only Somalia at home. So, yeah. Well, they took us, in our case, they took us to Somalia, and then that kind of made up for it a bit, but there's people who just live in Canada their whole life and they don't know no but it. you don't
2: have to go to like your home country because like look at all the Arab people the Pakistani people the Indian people they all speak their language because their parents instill it in them that's why
0: no but also you know like I remember growing up yeah we'd speak English hoy would speak to us in Somali so we'd understand Somali but we didn't know how to return back you know we'd always it was always a two-way language you know conversation and then when we went to obviously Dubai and then we had all these people from Somali hoy threw us to the wolves and we'd get dragged every day but basically that's the only the way I learned. We, we were in Hargaisa. Like, not even... We weren't even in yet. We were on the bus from Berbera to Hargaisa. And some guy tore into us and was like, why don't you guys speak Somali? And by the way, I was 15. Mukherjee was 13 our other sister was 11 and he's going on and on about you should know your language what's wrong with you blah blah blah, 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 blah. And, and my dad just snapped and was like shut up but he kept going on like that was the first our first experience there at the airport and it's like ugh, i don't know it puts a lot on kids and at the same it's, it's kind of their fault kind of not their fault it's whose fault whatever it's a collective
2: issue but
0: yeah what are you gonna do about it
2: yeah, when it's a kid, it's not your fault. And then when you get older, the whole confidence thing comes in, right? Because, like, now, now people who try speaking Somali, like, people would be like, Ugh, Is that how you're talking? Like and then people like you don't want to talk if people are gonna constantly comment on what you say. It's harder to learn a language when you're older. When you're younger, you pick
0: up things easily, right? So it's it's just ideal for you to learn it out of. Not age. only that, it's the fact that you can't even say what you're thinking. Like you're literally bounded by the language, and so you're like, let me just speak in a language I can express myself in.
1: But I think Somali is like such a difficult language to learn. We get older. And the thing is, like, I don't understand how a lot of majority of people, so majority of the older Somali population, like bash so much on the younger, on the youth, on how we don't. They just know can't believe language, it. When we don't even have the resources, we don't have classes, we don't have after like afternoon school, we don't have stuff like that.
0: And you know what really sucks? You know when we applaud people who are like, oh my God, mashallah, their Somali is so good. Da 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 da. They're honestly speaking like a sixth grader, because our vocabulary is so poor. Like, I was talking to, I was sitting with my grandmother and my aunt the other day. And even my aunt, her vocabulary isn't so great in terms of, like, what, you know, Rermi know and, like, people that, like, spent their entire lives in Somalia, you know because they went to schooling in Af-Somali and they finished all that. But she left Somali when she was, what, a t- younger than maybe early teens? So she never got that full Af-Somali language education as well. It's like, an, it's like right now, if I never studied English in school, and if I stopped studying English in, like, the fifth grade, where would my English be? Get what I'm saying, so it's it's the same idea. Like generation by generation, it's just gonna get worse and worse. And next thing you know, all we're gonna be able to say is "How are you?" "I'm good." Like you know those stupid like phrase books that they use to learn. What if you don't know what a mosquito is called? <laughs> like how you how you gonna walk around not knowing what a mosquito? Like basic things like that, you know.
1: So as you guys know, it's Ramadan soon, very soon. Hope y'all be catching up your 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 uh, fasts. And with Ramadan coming so soon, we w- we want to talk about the Ramadan goals of 2018. Yeah. So.
0: So is your Ramadan goals different from 2017?
1: I don't even remember my
0: 2017. <laughs> <laughs> 2017 is forever ago. Do you actually sit down and make... Goals. i actually never write down my ramadan goals Me neither. I don't it's make...
2: almost like a subconscious like okay so it's ahead right now what are your typical ramadan goals what do you do so
0: when i okay let's say today's the first day of ramadan first of all my goal is to get used to the timings <laughs> that's the first the first three days i get used to like okay this is i I can eat this much or whatever my food portions and stuff and then when it comes to salah um when it comes to Tarawih, realistically speaking i know i can't go to every single taraweeh so i tell myself I'll go, like, every day I'll be like, I'll go today, I'll go today, you know, kind of thing. And when it comes to, like, my Quran reading, I just start reading how much I can. I don't say I'm gonna read five pages a day or ten pages a day. I'm gonna read as much as I can in whatever sitting I'm sitting on. So, like, if, if one day I have a lot of day, a lot of time, uh, I'd, I'd read maybe 20 pages after every salah. Do you get it? So that I could read the most, maximize it. And I don't feel guilty if I can't do it any, another day. In addition to what you said, like, in the last 10 days, I'd also add, it's like I'm going to either go to Tarawih or Tahajjud, one or the other. That's what I would usually do. Tahajjud is a must for me. That's one thing I don't actually negotiate on every year. It's like a family tradition, though. Like, me and my family, every year we go to all 10 days for tajid. um you know, unless something happens, obviously. But we go for all 10 days. And Tarawih then is still the same thing, optional, not optional. If I can do both, stay in the masjid the whole night, Gucci, you know, I'm blessed. But most of the time, I'm not. I can't do that, especially when you have like, what? We're in Edmonton. Um Our fast breaks are like 10.30 to 11. And then our, our what do you call, suhurza, like three. So realistically speaking, you're spending the whole night in, in the masjid and you're eating there, you're doing everything there. So you have to prioritize.
2: Well, that's usually what I do. I try doing like incorporating more like Sunnah Salahs during my day. And like the same thing for tarawih. Like I try going to as many as I can. And if I can't, then I try praying at home. And if I can't do that, then like I'll pray the next day. And then Tajah, the same thing. But like, I think it's important that we have like goals where like are super high that we're trying to aim to do like the most that we can and try to maximize Ramadan, but also have like, kind of like a bare minimum that even like let's say like you're having a a slow day you're kind of tired you like maybe you can't go to yeah like realistic goal that like even despite like even if i'm trying to finish the quran and like that day like because if you're trying to finish you have to read like at least a jiz a day let's say like you can't read that just a day don't just like abandon the whole thing like maybe read like five pages two pages read something right so to have like a bare minimum that like if you can't do what you wanted to do you still do something and not like waste your time
0: one of the bare minimums i do is more dhikr like you know the tasbih after every salah that's one of the bare minimums for me it's like because you know the whole point of ramadan is doing as much as you can because everything's multiplied you know all the basic stuff that you do throughout the year is multiplied so you try to maximize what you already do so that's one thing that's yeah, important. I think it is so important during Ramadan. What about more intangible things like forgiveness and mercy? and Because you know Ramadan is not supposed to just be about physical actions like basic ibadah. You're supposed to try and be a better person. That's one of my goals because I remember that, that hadith about um, the man who came to the Sahaba and then the Prophet said, coming upon you now is a man from the people of Paradise. And then I believe the Sahaba was Abdullah. And he, what's his last name, guys? I don't know the deep details. So basically he followed this man around for three nights and he didn't know exactly, he didn't know why this man was a man of Jannah Um, because he never saw him praying at night or doing anything that the Sahaba didn't do. And then he figured out later on that before this guy, this man goes to sleep, this guy, astaghfirullah, this man goes to sleep, every night he just forgive, leave anything negative that he has towards anyone um, out of his, uh, like just leave that, and forgive everyone
2: yeah, he forgives everyone every he night. just forgives
0: everyone every night exactly and then he just goes to sleep with like a pure heart and so like i was like that's a very very valid that's an easy thing to do it's not even difficult just every night before you go to sleep i don't think it's easy that's something really hard it's to do, so hard it's, it's not really, hard. really easy to forgive you have to be on a level even if it's something that's difficult for you it's ramadan right so try your best with like the best of your ability to just forgive whoever Has done anything to you, and like you said, there may be specific cases where you're mad at someone for like a full year, and Ramadan comes along, and let's say this is your goal. This is a time for you to try to forgive them. Why not just like get rid of that negativity? You guys, any any of these, okay, listeners, any of these hadiths we're quoting, um, we'll try and put them out in like a doc or put them on no, we definitely will. We don't like to we will yeah we don't like to just randomly
1: quote things. So my Ramadan goals, or I don't know, is this like Ramadan is extremely difficult for me in the West. I don't know. It just feels like I don't have time to breathe. It's like you always get stressed. You eat, you run outside, you come back, you're run outside again. You just don't have time, especially when you work, you know, when you have like a, when you work and it's just, it's like, it's a, it's a challenge, I would say. But I think like this Ramadan, uh, I will be a lot more, I would say be a lot more like self-care Sundays and I'll add it up like do hair mask more often taking care. just of relax skin, your mind relax my mind and then you know do the you know like I kind of like because it, it all up. balances yeah. out yeah
0: I was actually gonna ask you guys about that do you guys have any tips for anyone who's because a lot of people find it very difficult to work full-time and then fast as well right it's like a, it's a serious struggle for them. Yeah, I don't have any pointers because this is going to be the first Ramadan where I'm working full-time in a Western country because before Ramadan was always in summer and we were off school. And then last year, the year... The last Ramadan, I was working, but um, it wasn't. It was like part-time work. The one before that, I was working in the UAE, and in the UAE, Ramadan is a wonderful time because your hours are slashed in like half. You have more days off. It's very. It's it's like it's very. So your your work is kind of scheduled around ramadan and like even university like they give they move the university the whole calendar because of ramadan and everything to make sure that exams don't happen during ramadan and working hours as well well. they try to avoid it when they can yeah and working hours as well so this is gonna be my first ramadan working full-time i'm not ready i'm gonna struggle and i'm in manchester and the hours up here are crazy i think we're breaking our fast this year around 9 30 10 ish i'm not ready for that
1: but you know one thing i would recommend 100% 100% is doing, like, a lunchbox type of thing. Like, eat at home and all that. And then when you go, example, let's just say you go to Taraweeh, make sure you have, like, food or snacks or anything so you can eat, like, while there's a little break, like, a minute break, let's just say. And the prayers and, like, when they're when talking. Just have, like, small snacks. And stay hydrated. And stay hydrated, yeah.
0: To build on that, like, I feel like we're not that bad, but technically... You actually have no time between afur, um, maqrib, isha, taraweeh, and then um, if it's tahajjud, tahajjud. If not, then you have fajr in like one hour difference for us. But So I think the biggest advice I could give for someone that's working and doing Ramadan in a Western country with long hours is managing your food. Like Zahra said, that is so important. Like don't downplay your iftar. Don't overeat during your iftar and then expect to eat suhoor after that because your it takes time for your stomach to digest stuff and especially certain type of food so choose food your food wisely drink a lot and then you know go walk around you know so you could digest the food faster and then come back and eat a healthy walk to your message definitely and then eat a healthy suhoor because that's the most important food that you're going to eat because that's supposed to last you the whole day so that's not something that evaporates fast like i feel like we technically go for cereals and stuff because they're easier but i feel like you just you know they're not nourishing at all you that will do like, nothing for you yeah so eat like a sturdy food you guys how are vegans doing ramadan
1: Shout out to all my somali vegans doing ramadan you know god bless you guys <laughs> they're all gonna perish did you say they're all gonna yes, perish that's what's happening
0: after <laughs> ramadan there will not be a single vegan in existence they're all going to per- ramadan <laughs> is going to wipe them out <laughs> no oh my god <laughs> Oh my goodness. No, no, I care about vegans. Excuse me. Sahara, you know, you could, it's cool. You could, you could advocate for them, but I'm just, you know, sick and tired of seeing plant-based diets. Being a vegan is an accomplishment because it's not easy being a vegan if you think about it. Hi, it's another diet. Okay. You're on a diet. Cool. Everyone's on a diet. Listen, if you're a vegan and you tell people you're a vegan, that's great. That's cool. I'm a vegan. I'm cool. Just don't push it. Just don't. Just don't try to make me feel guilty about not being a vegan. Just don't try and debate me as to why veganism is better or whatever. Let me live my best life, okay? I know what's good for me. Yeah. I know that that pack of chips isn't the best thing for me, but I'm still eating. Um, I, I think know chips that, are that leg vegan. Of lamb. Stop! You're rooting <laughs> chips for me. You're ruining chips for me. I actually no. like vegan chips. It's so good. Like, well, you know, thank you so much. Now we have more stuff to eat. And restaurants, you know, for us halal people. <laughs> so but thank But vegan you. food is disgusting, guys. I had one experience. No, but that's like... Listen, listen. It's like saying right now, if you say... Um, all meat is disgusting because you think um, camel is nasty. That's stupid. Like, you can't just be like, all vegan food is nasty. Like, you know, you can't go and buy Adam people vegan food and be like, I've had the best thing ever. There's a lot of good Caribbean vegan food, by the way. Yeah, that's what I mean. Exactly. Like, how are you going to compare white people vegetarian food and Indian vegetarian food? You cannot. I can live off Indian vegetarian food. You cannot compare. (laughs) Yeah, It's, it's just how you cook it. Like, some people just don't know how to cook.
1: That's it. I don't know how to see There One thing, there is a Somali girl that does Ramadan. She did Ramadan. There is like a hashtag, like Somali vegan Ramadan. I it was something like that. And they were posting there what they eat for a whole, you know, for the whole Ramadan. And one of well, the girls has a YouTube channel too. So I would highly recommend you guys check her out. If I find her, I would definitely post her up on the uh, thingy. But shout out to Mama Vegan. Shout out to uh, Max Hamburera. We have, like, a chain food. Like, it's, like, our Wendy's. She's just out here giving all these (laughs) shout-outs to vegan people.
0: I'm just so confused right now.
1: Yo, we have an infiltrator.
0: Listen. (laughs) Yo, they said one My
1: veganism is coming out. I'm not even a vegan, but... I'm telling y'all.
0: No, you guys, listen. In the end of the day, live your healthiest life, okay? Do something based on your own body needs. So if veganism is something your body needs, go for it. Yes. But it's not something that works for everyone. And don't cut out meat um, not knowing what that would do to you during Ramadan, especially such a crucial month as Ramadan, okay? This is not the time to decide, I want to be a vegan all of a sudden. Like At least train your body and prepare yourself before Ramadan, So that you know what's good for you. You know what foods you like. You know what your body can handle. Don't decide the day before Ramadan that you're going to turn vegan. Yeah, not only that. Like, you know, you need a lot of protein. And yes, vegetables and fruits give you protein. But you have to eat larger quantities. So if you have a short amount of time, you know, you can't. You don't have the time to eat all of that. Just do the math. Yeah, so.
1: Lunchbox. Works really well. Bye She's getting paid. (laughs) She is. We have been infiltrated. Okay. (laughs) I had a really good vegan yogurt, you know? And I thought, you know what? Wow, it must have been nice. It must have been because I'm lactose intolerant and I still eat, you know, dairy and shit. But it's also
2: important that, like, to maximize the little time that you have, maybe have, like, a smaller portion of afur and then a larger instead of. The other way around. Also, what you eat for suhoor matters.
0: So, like, there's this... I remember one Ramadan, I ate... It's like the special... Remind me of what it is. It's like this special kind of wheat. Um, what is it Weirbix. called? <laughs> Are you talking about know. qamadi? It's like instead of having baris, you have qamadi with, with like, yoghurt. And... Exactly. So, I used to eat that every single day. Like, consistently. And when I tell you... And I worked that Ramadan. So, like, I worked every single day. But I worked in the UAE, so the hours were short. But, like, up until... That would sustain me up until 2 p.m. Like, I would not feel hungry. I'd have energy. Um, uh, I used to eat soor I ate soor for whole Ramadan, for suhoor. And wallahi, it was my thing. I actually never
2: left the day without eating it. And I was the most energetic yeah, I'm telling you, it really works. Musharia too. Uh, so, so people are already barely eating and you're making them eat tasteless food at that for suhoor? Does it matter? What matters is that you'll have energy throughout the day. Who cares if it's tasteless? Isn't,
0: is the same as ad- isadis, right? It's is porridge gorgeous.
1: Porridge with milk and sugar and butter, and like you just like butter. butter? Actually, adds butter. butter. <laughs> <my. laughs> it's the sweetest. Is the sweetest. Mashadi. You can put butter and porridge.
0: What do you guys Yeah, that's normal. About? I was People gonna say that's what I wrong that. I gave him a thought. I don't do that. It makes it all cream and delicious. What the hell? Yes, that's true.
1: It wow. just sucks I need to try it sucks. that. Sucks.
0: I don't like any of that stuff. I don't like soda. I don't like mamadi. Like, I don't like porridge. So, what I would do is. You, you don't like ambola? Um, I hate ambula Um, What I would do instead was I would have things like Eggs in the morning Like I'd have like A couple of eggs Or I'd have something like Ful or adis or like Amara. wow! I hate every single thing you just mentioned. I hate okon and food and everything you Can mentioned. You guys stop I hate it. Food recommendations? This none of what you guys said was appetizing to me. So what? Ekron would Ekran would recommend you guys have an iced cappuccino for for. for oh, <laughs> I would. That's gonna keep. That's a stadium. <laughs> an ice cappuccino and one vegetable Sambusa. <laughs> uh,
2: okay, I'm not gonna lie. I would never say. I would never say what I eat is healthy. But I'm just tired of hearing all this healthy stuff. I know I don't eat healthy food. I agree because 90% of the time, I'm
0: saying all this stuff right now, but 90% of the time, I'm eating the leftovers from iftar for suhoor. No, you guys, I get sick. I have to make fresh food for suhoor. I actually do get sick. Who has I'll wake up 10, 10 minutes before Fajr, and I'm going to run. You know, microwave what? Just stuff it in my mouth and go. Have you guys ever tried uh, saat and ana and... With sugar, papa? with sugar. you have to <laughs> add the sugar. <laughs> Do you know what's good? You should. You know what you should try? stahin? Try it with, uh, with instead of milk. Try it with yogurt. It's really good. Yo, forget a food of suhoor or Ramadan. I will eat biris with air and sunkar and a little bit of zaytaytun on top. Ooh, on who regularly. puts on? Oh okay. Who puts that? I actually on don't do that. That's like Arab food. Though. That's a five star meal. I actually don't do exactly. that. That's Arab food, meal. my friend. Arab food. What? What kind of Biris and yogurt is out of food yeah. like, Biris actually karsa biris With flavor and yogurt okay, yeah. is out of food Wait wait I'm talking about white biris oh, But Allah. even regular biris I put air on it What is wrong with you guys? Air is the best thing that someone ever came up with ever I don't even know
2: where air guys, is Guys remind me to never have afur with you guys or suhoor with you guys Because all of these options are l- <laughs> <level>. <laughs> Dude do you know how much Do you know how much I love yogurt? She'd eat know? it with hot dog
0: Hapsa would <laughs> eat yogurt with hot dog Hafsa loves ear, you guys, from That's a young nasty. age. That's nasty. <laughs> she would eat basta That's with ear. White basta with ear. Mm. Basta with sunad with ear. Hot dog with ear. Bread with ear. Everything with air i love it no, it's I that, love that sounds like yogurt struggle food best. you know like ranch with pasta when you don't have sanuna no but ranch and pasta is elite level food that's because you're sick ranch smells like it's rotten elite food i'm gonna tell you this right now ranch is a canadian thing and ranch smells like rotten food like you know food that went bad it smells like that like well whenever i put on my food whenever i put on leftovers i'm like yo is this is the leftovers bad or is this the ranch that i'm just smelling well i, I can't that's deal so with true. ranch you know what's funny? I, I continuously eat ranch, and every time I eat it, I'm like, why does... Every, and I and we never buy it, so every time I eat it, it's at someone's house, right? So I'm like, why is it that every person's house I go to, their ranch is expired? Little did I know, that's how that's ranch tastes. That's the flavor. Tastes. That's the flavor. People actively go out to a store and You guys and are buy actually ranch. disrespectful. At least mm-hmm. choose Caesar, right? So Caesar dressing is better. Thousand Island dressing, Italian
1: dressing, French dressing. Listen, I'm
0: done this conversation. You guys can't appreciate the amazingness. You know,
1: but... The one thing I love for Ramadan is qara. If you don't have oh, qara yeah. on your table. What is qara?
0: Watermelon. have, have yeah. Sorry, my qara, bad. Yeah. I don't know. Qara I forgot what you guys so... call it. But qara is what we call Who says qara? I've never heard qara in my life. Let's stick to English, Marka. Is it habhab Arabic? You guys, you guys, I actually cried. Habhab is not Arabic. Habhab is Amharic. Oh, what? Well, Amharic? Batiha is habhab in Arabic.
1: Yeah, Batiha. In Arabic. Bat-ticha. Nobody says Haro, so we Gucci. You know what I'm saying? It's fine. Let's stick to English. Shout out to our fellow. Uh, if there's any Ethiopians listening to this, you know, you guys, you guys can adopt. Have say Because stop with these shoutouts. If we're not getting paid for it, you're not giving a shoutout. I'm shouting out everybody. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to my auntie from the block. Shout out to the guy Shout at the Shout out store to all day. my Somalis. Shout out to all my Somalis who look racially ambiguous. Shout out to, Shout out to the
0: s- Oh, north because side. you know she's racially ambiguous. North side. She really is racially ambiguous.
1: I'm not I look 100% Somali like the moment you see no. me you see Somalia Toso then okay? why is
0: it that Ethiopians <laughs> come and try to creep at you Eritreans come and try to like I never would have said is racially ambiguous until she mentioned the whole Eritrean thing and I don't even get that's not even racial that's still East African that's still they home, all think so she's her that doesn't count when you say racially ambiguous it means like she looks mixed race she looks like she's yes, from another that's continent what she saying. does that's what racially ambiguous she means. does not. she looks like a, our neighboring no, country racially ambiguous means you can pass as any race like we, don't, we just don't know where, where you're from that's so you think it. I you can pass for like a face.
1: Bengali yes you can yes you can yeah no I'm yeah. 100% Somali guy. but low key mm, we all ways. can low key jokes very
0: high key <laughs> Loki <key. laughs>
1: a lot of Somalis could actually pass yeah Bengalis Bengali pass for so Somalis always. too
0: like it's like a women's yeah. situation oh my god there's a lot of look yeah. did I tell you about the time this girl came up to Mukhayr and said you look black are you black Lebanese Wallahi. do you know how many things I passed for in high school I almost joined the Lebanese club. Like, it was a joke at first, and they actually thought I was Lebanese. You're Lebanese? <laughs> i am actually the is a They thought I was Lebanese. Wallahi, they thought I was Lebanese. And then another time, they thought I was Iraqi. They're like, oh, you're from Basra, right? You're the black Iraqis? I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not black Iraqi. <laughs> dead. <laughs> Yo, but I was called Pakistani. Someone said I look Pakistani. I was like, what? So, what have you guys been confused at? Nothing. Sudanese, Somali, that's it. Sudanese, Somali, or Ethiopian. That's the furthest I've gone. No, I've, I've gone, gone Malaysian. I, I, nobody has ever called me. <laughs> what?
1: Yeah. I remember I Malaysian like twice. I can see that. How?
0: I can see no. that. Wait, did they think you were.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Did they think you were the Indian Malaysians? I don't Sudan know if they okay. got Indian Malaysians, Yemeni Malaysians, but they thought I was Malaysian.
2: What? I and I then
1: Bangladesh. All of us have lived
2: in like a Muslim country at some point. And came to anonymous in country, so Zahad kind of touched upon it before. But, like, what would you guys think is the main difference, besides, like, getting longer hours there and stuff? Like, is there is it harder to fast in a Western country than it was there? It's just more laid
0: back there, and you have more excuses there. You can use, I'm fasting for an excuse there, and here no, you can't. Can.
2: Everyone's fasting there, so how is it an excuse?
0: No, but I mean, like, it's legitimate, like... Because everybody's using that as an excuse. It's an, it's a kind of an explanation for decreased workload. Like, they expect you to have you know Your uh, lower levels. attention in class yeah. exactly they expect you to be less productive and people aren't so aren't writing hard on you
2: you as a person fasting like forget i'm talking about like the fasting aspect like forget the work the dunya aspect of it like you fasting you like going to tarawih, you going to qiyam you waking up reading quran like all of that do you feel like where you are now is different like it's harder to do that here? Or is it the same? Like, does it make a difference?
0: No, it's a lot easier there. It's a lot easier. In terms of like, for example, let's say going to Taraweeh or going to um, to Hajjid, there's masjids on every block. Like, you could, within walking distance of your house, you can go to a mosque for Taraweeh. It's so convenient. And then... For me, well, starting I think it starts before Ramadan starts. Like, you know, when you see the streets get decorated and you see all the Ramadan sales and shopping for Ramadan and you're literally in that feeling of, hey, we're all celebrating Ramadan. I feel like it starts then your spirituality and your, you know, like your preparedness for Ramadan is way more there than it is here. Because here, I have to start fasting. It's like Christmas season here, you know, like a month in advance, two months in advance, they start with the carols and the sales and like, you know, right when Thanksgiving is over, it's like Christmas season and the gifts are all up and like the, it's it's, it's basically kind of like the same vibe there. Like when you're there, yeah, it's you feel like you're experiencing Ramadan. Yeah, you guys also do you guys feel like the the day before Ramadan, like the weather completely changes, or is that just me? <laughs> Am I projecting? Yeah, no, I was gonna say like at the at the first uh, the first day of Ramadan when you break your fast, as you're going to Taraweeh, don't you guys feel like it's like super breezy and there's like a vibe, like the first day of Ramadan, everyone's on the road. It's like everyone's on this, this the streets are crowded with people walking to the mosque. It's like it's a whole vibe. Yeah. But you go yeah. b- but you go to tarawih the day before. No, I'm saying the day before you fast you do tarawih. That's true. Yeah. You, and you know I remember walking to my local Medina you guys know Medina right Sha'a Medina and then I would walk to it I, it's like a tradition low key that I didn't, didn't even know I had mm-hmm. but I'd walk to it mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's near everyone's house but anyway the one near my house I'd walk to it and then I would hear the Sheikh um, he's reading he's doing Asha right like he's praying Asha and then all of a sudden he starts praying Taraweeh and you know it's Ramadan when you know the masjid is praying Taraweeh and you always listen for it you're like oh they're praying Taraweeh it's Ramadan tomorrow the same thing for Eid so I feel like that, we don't have that here. The public, you know, announcement. Yeah, like, it was
2: never official announcement. You would just wait to hear, like, okay, Farakaz of Isha is over. Are they going to start praying again? And you just wait for that. Like, we don't even look at the news. We don't look at anything. It's just like, can we hear it? Like, where I live, literally we had three masjids around us. Like, three. So even when we hear the adhan, it would be like, Allah, yeah, Allah, like, Allah. We can to yeah, count like, we just hear it. all of them.
0: The fact that there are three masjids around like, you, if you, you you have no excuse not to go to Tarawih or Tahajid, because work starts late the next day, the message is right across the street from you. You could you can literally make all of it, right? I just love that so Very much. Very
2: convenient. Here it's
0: like you find out it's Ramadan through a WhatsApp message, but there it's like you <laughs> yeah. actually hear you know the adhan and you're like okay, or you hear the tarawih going on and you're like okay. By the way, can we talk about that? The whole uh, moon sighting. First of all, two things: how come we could never see the crescent moon? On the night before Ramadan starts. Like, you'll see it on a regular day. The crescent moon's right there. But it's always a battle, The Ramadan starting. Is it is it Ramadan or not? Oh, my God, check Saudi Arabia. And the other thing is, why are people in, like, North America and Australia waiting for Saudi to announce Ramadan? Because, like, the moon sighting is different. Like, it could be different based on where you are geographically. You're asking like, the Like, everybody people. should be fat. No, because I've seen people, like... Like everybody just waits for Saudi, but a lot of ulama say you're supposed to look based on your geographical area. So why are people? Yeah, that's why I go with the majority. I don't actually care. Like if if everyone in my area has fasted, guess what? I'm fasting too. <laughs> that's just as simple as it is for me. Because mm, that's the sunnah. You're supposed to, Islamically speaking, you're supposed to go with the majority, even if you know that they're wrong. You should go with the majority. Yeah, um, what? It's just not a debate for me. Really? It's not worth sure. debating it's, for me. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, but clarify. No, no, it's like it's like for important dates, like for when Ramadan is starting. For which day is Eid, that kind of thing. Mm, it's Not, not like for, someone's oh, sitting every... and then you follow them because everyone's No, 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 sitting. not for that, not for no, that. It's like the things like fine. for the, the first date of Ramadan. So that everybody celebrates together, basically, kind of. Yeah, there's no... It's like, imagine living in the same city and having two reeds. So dead. It's a dead thing. Yeah, no, I go with the majority. It's really some, one aspect of Ramadan I will stress myself over. Well, you're not... Because you're not supposed... To be honest, you're not supposed to stress yourself over that. But anyways, you guys, how do you... Um, how do you stay away from haram?
2: The same way you do it all other all year. <laughs> I can't. Conscious <laughs> effort. I don't mean haram in general. I mean, like, the things
0: that you usually do that you know are wrong. Okay, so I think the things that we usually do would be, like, listening to music and stuff like that. And for me, it's just cutting back and replacing them with other stuff. It's really difficult, but it's prioritized. What's more important When you're to you?
2: fasting, do you actually feel comfortable, like, does your conscious actually let you do anything haram? Do you know what I usually think of when it comes to this? I'll just be like, okay, all of the shayateen are locked up, so
0: if you're doing wrong right now you're the shit it's you you know what i it's mean all like, you can't even it's all you there's no shaitan whispering in your ear with swast or anything like that It's the, time, all, the small ones. the small just ones cl- are just wrong. clarify
2: there still is like the one that's always within ones. you but obviously it's not the same as actually having the like nephs. that
0: exactly it's not to the level of you know the other months so and then on top of that there's just that inherent feeling of guilt like why would you you know like why
1: would you do that when you're fasting for me music is the most difficult part for me like music is something that it's like even though like you you find the first six hours and then you're like you know what let me just like jam to ygx you know uh, with you know tie dollar sign it is so good and so <laughs> you do have the guilty feeling but then like you still jump to it at the end you know specifically tie dollar
2: sign
0: No, but I get you. I get you. The thing is with music is that it's an actual addiction. I do not care what anyone says because when you're away from listening to music for like a month or whatever, you don't get the urge to listen to it. So it's like, it's just in the end of the day, it's willpower because yeah, it's hard to stay away from it. But just think about how you're the Pope. Ramadan is one month. First of all, every day that's gone is a day gone from your life. So it's like you want to take advantage of that month. And it's really easy to even if you play it, just turn it off like the moment you get that that sensation of I shouldn't be doing this just act on it some people they do the whole okay um while I'm fasting I'm not going to do these things and then when I break
2: my fast eh. after exactly well, that's a, that's a little better it's not it's not the best thing you can do but that's a little better <laughs> but like I think it's important like people always think that okay Once Ramadan comes, they're going to cut everything off. That is not realistic. Like no one, you can't just wake up one day and be like, I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to stop. You can't do that. Like you really need to make a conscious effort of at least starting soon. At least if it's not something you're doing all year, like start it early, like at least like the month before, uh, at least try like, you need to start slowly cutting down on things because you can't do something or you don't just wake up and be like, I'm never listening to music. Like, come on now. Like, and then you're gonna fall or I'm one not day. watching t- I'm not watching TV yeah, for a month you can't you have to slow like the thing is I'm never drinking Pepsi <laughs> Pepsi? what's wrong with Pepsi? <laughs> that's that's an addiction too okay I'm just saying <coughs> wow okay on? I was I really had I had a really good point but thanks <laughs> okay go ahead
0: continue okay <laughs>
2: i don't you lot lot, my train of thought is gone i was trying to say something (laughs) let's say you're listening you listen to it like a lot of the times we listen to uh, like music on our commute or whatever maybe replace that with something else like we don't even have that like if we're working or doing stuff we don't really have that unless you're like working a job where you could be listening to whatever you don't really have time to be listening to music in general so you only listen to it like when you're commuting or like maybe when you're writing an assignment or whatever so just try replacing that with like of cat playing on YouTube or or a podcast or or a lecture like there's so many lectures on the podcast app that are so incredible and wallahi like they're gonna you're gonna get so addicted to listening to them that you won't even miss music to be honest.
0: I feel like yeah you're right pre-Ramadan prep like the pre-Ramadan prep is so important like it kind of sets you for Ramadan itself so preparing ahead of time will make your Ramadan that much more easier as opposed to just the day before Ramadan just saying, I'm going to stop this and I'm going to stop that, you know? Yeah, also, an idle mind is the worst thing. Like, if you are bored, you're definitely going to revert back to what you were doing before Ramadan. So what is some stuff that you guys, like, watch and, like, listen to? What are uh, the stuff that you guys do? YouTube lectures, Islamic lectures on YouTube. I feel like they are mini Iman boosts and then on top of that, they keep you, like, busy, you know?
2: I honestly can't pay attention to YouTube lectures i usually just
0: listen to them it kind it kind of helps sometimes like for example if you're kind of the kind of person who watches tv a lot to actually visually watch youtube videos i find that helps rather than just listening. even if you have a short attention span you could just listen to like the shorter because like for example it's that had remind me i think it was called merciful servant they have like really short yeah they have really short mini um episodes on youtube Like five minutes, six minutes. You guys know what happens too. Like in our house, this is what happens. Everyone comes back from work and school or whatever, but like four or five is right. So now we have another five hours until it's Maqrib. And then the food takes max two three hours, okay? The three hours in between that time, everyone's literally dead. The first week, especially, everyone's lying, so we're dead. And so, what we do is just play Merciful Servant back to back, or we play, or Amr Man or Mufti Mink, or something. And it's like everyone's just lying there anywhere. So, instead of watching music videos, or watching other stuff, or watching Netflix, we just watch those videos. But you know what else? Like, Ramadan's a great time uh, for quality time. Like, because, you know, during Ramadan, you're staying away from social media, you're not watching TV, you're not listening to whatever you usually listen to. So, inst- you don't have anything to do. So, what I find a lot is I spend days like just sitting with the fam, chatting with Hoya, chatting with Abo, like just chilling, you know. So, um whereas normally everybody would be locked in their room or whatever. So if I'm not dead knocked out waiting for iftar, I'll just be sitting and chilling with the fam and chatting. Yeah, that's that's or it's bonding. The
1: it's the perfect food. memory mm. or making the that's food. the worst part, making the food. <gasps> Cooking the food during Ramadan. Oh. I'm all just fun. saying that not everybody has the uh the ability to be with our family, the luxury to be with our family during Ramadan. Mm. And then, you Can't know.
0: relate. <gasps> I'm alone in this horrible city. It's the <laughs> <little> <laughs> gang, gang gang Can't relate.
1: <laughs> I think, like, Ramadan is different when you're with your family and when you're not with your family.
0: Yeah, I spent one Ramadan without my family. It was death. Okay, hell Like we're
1: currently living it. Thank you for reminding I'm us. I'm actually so sorry. I'm so sorry. I think social media is difficult, though, to stop using, especially during Ramadan. So are you guys going to, what are you guys going to do this
0: Ramadan? Are you guys going to delete your social media apps? Are you guys just going to cut back? I want to. I'm probably going to do it because, honestly, I want to keep my whole mental space. I'm isolating myself because I want to keep my mental space in Ramadan. And so I want to avoid, like, every social commentary. I don't want to know about anything that's happening in the world. I'm going incognito. But that's just because I personally am someone who focuses too much on... You know, Istahel, you actually have the luxury of doing that because I don't think I could do that because I'm alone in a country, in a city all by myself. So social media... You're you're different. Yeah, social media is something that basically connects me with my family and friends. You could keep your WhatsApp and delete everything else. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't talk to people on WhatsApp. She wants that fake... I need that fake environment where it feels like people are next to me when in reality they're oceans away.
2: That you're not alone? (laughs) That is really
0: depressing,
2: actually. You you wouldn't... Not feel lonely. Now, I think I've tried doing that a couple of Ramadans. Like, I thought I could just delete my, you know, back when Facebook used to be popping, like, I would think I could just deactivate and be gone. And then, like, a week in, I'd be back. I feel like those dramatic moves, just for me, at least, they don't work. I think something that works is turning off the notifications, because then you're not going to check it.
0: For me, I'm not leaving it because it's a waste of time. I'm just leaving it because I want to be in a different, you know, mental state. I want to be in the state of Ibadah and, you know, just focusing on the Akhira. And if I'm on social media, um, every little thing that happens, I'm like, oh my god, that happened. I can't believe it, you know? I don't want to react. That makes it's sense. more That's of that. But
1: I mean, it's like, I don't have seen a lot. So it's it's just like, I already know <laughs> what I'm going to do anyways. It's more like, always skim through the tweets and whatever happens and stuff like that. And mm. the-
0: I guess it just depends on what you're more mm. interested in on the social yeah. media. Like, if it affects you. Yeah. I feel like there's right. some apps that bring kind of no good to you that you could definitely delete. Um, like what I mean there's some things that are Twitter? easier to do well you know who hmm? you follow like
1: you know the following you follow. can always like mute the person all that Snapchat, Snapchat? I don't no. think so
0: if anything I would say I feel like if, you, if you're if you worried for example your case has said, if you want to know what's going on you want to be in the atmosphere da, 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 it's da. not about knowing Facebook. what's going on get First your little all, Facebook excuse open me? What the hell you see do? what everybody's oh, updating I'm an age person else? when I'm still using Facebook what how old did you think you were Excuse me? <laughs> who said that? But the thing is I feel sorry who for everyone that? who messages me on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is that to say? She said you are? Where's the lie? Where is the lie? <laughs>
1: Desperate. What? And I didn't say nothing. Excuse me. Why are you what? always adding that? Anyway, I mean, it's not that I'm, I'm. trying to. What did you say?
0: I was trying to be. Listen. The only reason I have social media is just to stay in touch with people. Because I'm not the kind of. I'm not a DM person. I'm not a calling person. And yeah, you know okay. me, like just. Oh, you know, nice dress. Oh, oh, my god, that's so cute. That food looks great. That's just my way of staying in touch with people. That's why I have my Snapchat and my Insta and all that stuff. Like it's it's a way to stay connected. Facebook. I'm sorry, I can't use Facebook anymore. It's just it's a rinse thing. Okay. And Twitter is a place where I have fun. So. Of, of all those places for me to like try and be like I need to stay away it would be Twitter more than anything else so honestly it's Hafsa on that note do you think it's important who you surround
1: yourself with during Ramadan so of like course. certain people like, have a, have more? a tarawih gang, have a group of people that you always go to tarawih mm. with and then it becomes like a routine that's so oh awesome God, that's actually fantastic, fantastic. That's what if I find one do, person like, I'd, I'd be lucky
2: yeah
0: exactly or even somebody to not just Tarawe somebody, somebody to even breaking your fast with people like the Ramadan isn't just about alone, actions you know. of um oh you know fasting and praying and whatever it's about it's also the sense of community so find your own little community find people to do these things with if you're on your own like me and our or Connor, just find people to like, you know. If you're a Manchester, say, Hala, I at Hafsa. You know I what, know? Um, if I don't know I have you, don't holler at me because I get creeped out. But anyways, just saying, <laughs> just saying. Um, but, you know, just find somebody to do all that stuff with because at the end of the day, it's about community. It's not just about you being an individualistic person. And Islam is largely a religion based on community. It's a it's a more of a communal thing anyways. Exactly the whole ummah. So, them. and Ramadan is yeah, part of that. It's like
2: it's not easy doing it on your mm. own. Like, you're not, I feel like you're more productive when you have people who are encouraging yeah. you. So, that's it's like so,
0: everything in life. It's that's so important. Everything to be in careful life. Of that's why we have study groups. Who you surround yourself yeah, that's with. everything in life. That's,
2: yeah. Yeah, one of the I'm most saying, depressing- especially in Ramadan, it's so important to be careful who you surround yourself with. Like, are you going to be around that one person who. Never prays and you chill with them during Ramadan, or are you gonna go with the person who drags you to Salah and tells you when the Adhan comes on and t- takes you to the prayer room? You know, you have to make feel so free yeah. to drag the other friend the but you know, yeah, yeah, for sure. One of the most depressing things in the world
0: is just sitting down and having iftar alone. And just like I remember one summer, I was outside of the UAE and I was uh, by myself and legit it was like and it was a gala country too and it's like you grab food you sit down the ifta, the, the adhan comes down it comes on and you just sit there and eat your food alone and it's like it's depressing so if you have like well I- oh my god <laughs> i just remembered it's the same year we both went. it was so bad it was like you grab your little pizza you sit down you wait for the adhan to come on you're in your room <laughs> lonely <laughs> i had a completely different experience all the muslim people came up to me and they're like hey we know you're the new intern uh, we're having ramadan parties i went to like three four different ramadan parties even Ghana people were holding ramadan parties oh God, for us you know something else i miss about um the uae is i remember when i was working and i'd do like shifts where i'd work like 24 hours or 12 hours in the hospital like um, a lot of the hospital staff would break our fast together so, like, we'd all, like, clear out a, a room, and we'd all have, like, iftar together, and it was so bomb. That's one thing I really do miss about the UAE, that was bomb, at work anyways. Well, the thing is, if you're alone, you really will isolate yourself, like, I'm. Um doing this Ramadan by myself but then you know like you said when you remember that Ramadan is a community event kind of thing it's so much easier like we have Muslim neighbors that we never speak to it's so bad of us but every Ramadan we always just walk up to them and give them iftar food and whatever and it's like you know because it's a community thing it's like they're going through Ramadan we're going through Ramadan we're all you know enjoying it together so I guess it's an excuse for you guys to reach out to people Just look for Muslim people. Exactly. If you see someone that's alone, invite them to a Ramadan. The best thing in the world is like Ramadan uh, gatherings. I feel like they're the best.
1: Too. There's not enough time to do it. I wanted to do one last year, but there's no time. But like, it's like that means that they. It's like there's no time. In the sense of, you come and you eat. There's nothing like you know. Usually in the UAE, whatever, you chill and have fun, and then like they- then have like a
0: have an event where it's not an event, but invite like two, three, four of your friends. Eat if if uh, iftar together. Like we used to do, we eat iftar together, then we'd go pray together. And so you do the regular thing that you're
2: doing, but oh my with gosh, more guys. People. I'm suddenly feeling very nostalgic. <laughs> I'm so sad. I'm gonna be. I'm only gonna be here for two weeks. So Alhamdulillah, I'm not even gonna complain. I'm catching flights, not feelings. I don't know what she's talking about. Legit.
0: She's us and she's at our house 90% of the time. Why is the crowd talking? <laughs> I feel sorry for Hafsa. Hafsa, don't you live alone now? Or do you you live with people? Invite people over to your house? Now is the perfect time to host. Just use that as an excuse. Oh my gosh, remember Hafsa, remember when he used to come over
2: when you worked at Kuwaiti? Yeah. <laughs> our house literally was like the pit stop for kuwaiti hospital interns
0: it wasn't just me it was anybody who worked in that hospital would go to khan's house for iftar when they were working good times (laughs) everyone has done you guys listen listen. forget about like okay don't forget about it like keep everything in mind but something that we want to talk about in this episode as well was being halal only during ramadan what do you mean by halal only in ramadan what i mean by that is all year long you're doing whatever you want to do and then ramadan you're like oh Time to, you know, start wearing hijab this month. You know, time to actually pray this month. I never prayed throughout the year. Time to, oh, I gotta stop smoking weed um, 40 days in advance because I want my prayers during Ramadan to count. It's
2: good and it's about intention. I think it's fine because, like, you never know mm-hmm. what, which Ramadan is going to be the one where all of that sticks. I feel like, in a sense, mm-hmm. like, if your intention is only to be better during Ramadan and then you you're, you you don't plan on, like, staying that way, then that's, like... A you problem, but like if for people, like some people are genuinely when Ramadan comes, they genuinely want to wear hijab, they want to do all these things, and then sometimes they feel like they can continue and they stick to it. So I think it's like really bad when people shame other people like for becoming better people during Ramadan. Like that person, that girl who didn't wear hijab, now she's wearing hijab and she's praying salah like five times a day. Why should other people comment on that? Is that you? Mind your own business. People love to shame other people for being better Muslims, even if it's during Ramadan. Why do you care? I don't
0: know, like there's actually it's a win win. Regardless it's a win. Whether you end up staying that way or whether you do it for one month, that's one month the most beneficial monthly and that's one month extra. So regardless Yeah, that could be that person's last Ramadan. Yeah. yeah. Throughout the year they were they were doing they're sinning and then that's their last Ramadan and You know, they go to Jannah because of that one Ramadan. They're like, let me fix up for this Ramadan. It reminds me of the hadith where the guy, he lived his whole life sinning. And then when he was an arm's length away from hell, his book flipped
2: on him and he went into Jannah. You never know. So it's like... That could be that person. So like, why do... I feel like... I don't know, maybe if Twitter is just a toxic social media platform that people like... It's not just Twitter. It's not just Twitter. Twitter. It's real life too. It's everywhere. The thing is, it's like... What if that person chooses... What if that person thinks, okay, yeah, that person's right. I'm not going to be fake. I'm not going to do any of that stuff now. And then now their whole Ramadan think it's is... it's
1: more like... It's like all this whole year, the, pers- the, per- the person has been doing what I wanted to do this entire year. And then they still can just come into Ramadan and just fast. I, mean, I think maybe it's stuff like that. I don't know. I think it's just person to... Per- it just depends on the person and how they think.
0: What position are you speaking from? like what position are you speaking from?
1: No the per- people who are commenting on it they're probably thinking like this person will be walling out this entire year. I also wanted to wild it out, but I can't. Oh my God, my, what? Then...
0: That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm thinking it comes from a place of jealousy because it reminds me a lot of people who go like, oh oh my God, that revert. That are jealous of reverts because they're like, that revert their whole life. They're partying. And then right before they're about to die, um, they became Muslim and everything's a race. Ugh. The, like, I think it's not that. It's are more you serious?
1: Like they, there's the whole feeling of like you can... They, they've no. done what Make they October, want to like, do. Yeah. Like, they want to go party, they want to go... Business, You've been living be life back. and I've been saving away and now you want to switch up. And then now they're doing like the Ramadan thing and then they're on the same page as you.
2: So what? Envy is a dangerous thing. SubhanAllah. I think that's such a toxic way of thinking. Wallahi, You're going to go to the graveyard. That's so dangerous. toxic. I don't understand. Why wouldn't you be happy for that? Like, I feel like the first thing that would come to my mind would be like being happy that, that this person's like doing better instead of thinking of what they've been doing all year. Like,
0: Yeah, let's stop
2: shaming people for becoming better
0: Muslims. Yeah, because you know, if you think about it, you could be driving, exactly, you could be driving this person away. Like maybe their iman is not that strong and you're driving them away from uh having a productive Ramadan, from your toxic, uh from the toxic vibes that you're giving. You know what I mean? So I feel like, you really and then you get the denby for that yeah
2: that's true and we also have to look at it from the other point where people wait till ramadan to change so everyone's like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna be better i'm gonna like people who like that also is not correct a good way of like it's we're trying to like find the balance for both like other people shouldn't shame them but it's also important like you to look after yourself like if you're the type of person who's like oh well okay so i wanted to pray i'll wait till ramadan to pray Uh oh, i wanted to like do this but like I'll, i want to give صدقى, I'll wait till Ram-. like that like i'm not saying judge not other people ramadan. who do that but i'm saying think about yourself like you, sh- the month before ramadan is the month where most of the people pass away like a lot of people like how do you know you're gonna make it to ramadan
0: that's a bottom line it's like i don't know what game you're trying to play but ilahi is the best of planners so yeah. you know you should know from if you shouldn't you know it's it's a dangerous game to play that's all i'm saying
2: bottom line is don't judge other people just judge yourself like you if you're someone who's saying i'm going to change it in ramadan don't do that but also don't look at the other person who says they're going to change it in ramadan
1: if you're a person who's struggling with prayer and all that and you alhamdulillah you, inshallah you'll do ramadan Try to at least do a couple of prayers a day. Like, you don't have to do all the prayers. At least do a couple of them after. And then try to build a habit, you know? Obviously, automatically, you won't be sticking to, you know, five days a week, five days, five days, five prayers a day. They say like 21 days to make a habit, right? So just.
0: I don't know if there's truth in that. I've tried that. <laughs> like, you tried it? Well, twenty-one. I don't think it's true. I, don't, I it doesn't work for me. The thing is, in the end of the day, you—if you try your best, Allah knows what's in your heart. We are all looking from the outside. We are—we're looking from the outside, be like, oh, you know, this is imperfect. Where, you know, from where are we judging? Because we don't know what's in your heart. That could yeah. be your best, and your best is the same as my best.
1: So yeah, and don't feel ashamed or wait it out to ask questions, you know, and all that. Like, hopefully you find, like, a good group of people that you can... Like, example, praying properly, you know? Just ask people. And, like, ask people that you trust, obviously, or, yeah. or people that you think are, you know...
0: That's one ready. thing. Don't ever be ashamed to learn more knowledge. Like, actually, yes. don't be ashamed. Always ask questions. Mm-hmm. And remove yourself from... Uh, an environment where that prevents you from, like, progressing normal Ramadan. So, like, be around people that will help you. And then it'll be easier for you in
1: general. Yes. We're not perfect, by the way. No, no, None no. Speaking from experience, actually. We're all still in the struggle, okay?
0: <laughs> we're in no way perfect at all.
2: <laughs> well, I have to stuff the goals and stuff we said, or stuff we're trying to do.
1: Yes. And get a journal, by the way. You know, I might sound like hippie dippy at this point, <laughs> but get a journal and write down, like your entire day, whatever if you can do the entire day or like at least get the days you're praying and at the end of each day you like, you know, take it off. During Ramadan, like get a journal for Ramadan 2018, write that write down the prayers you plan to pray and like, you know, the sunnah and the tarawih and then you get to plan out and then just take it off whenever you're done and then at the end of the Ramadan you can just reflect on it. And give yourself, like, you know, a little bit of self-criticism on what you can improve and implement it on, you know.
0: Yeah, but I feel like um, one thing to remember is that if you don't end up doing what you planned on doing, it's fine. It's 100% fine. Yeah, like, 100%. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. You need to set realistic expectations for yourself. Like, okay, um, I hope to pray 30 days
2: of Taraweeh, but I'm okay with 10, you know, kind of thing. You know, you should be realistic. Yeah. Don't have, like, high goals and then when you like start failing just quit the whole thing and abort mission you know like let's say you had 30 you missed one day and now you're like okay well I'll I'll only have 29 days that's not 30 I'm not praying anymore
0: that's like it's really hard for like type A personalities because like once they figure out that they don't think they could finish what they set. It's just, that's it. They give up. Okay, everyone. So eat healthy. Set realistic expectations for yourself. We're all going through the same struggle. Reach out to your communities. And there's amazing Ramadan events that happen all th- no matter what city you're in. Um, so, you know, use that time to socialize with people. Probably you'll meet amazing people. That's how I meet most people. So what else do you guys want to add?
1: Spend time with your family if you're privileged enough to be with them. And, you know enjoy the Ramadan. don't be stressed out i would say if you can meal prep meal prep if you can't don't worry just make sure you do like lunch boxes to the masjid if you're planning to pray tarawih. and just take care of yourself take care of your body exercise maybe like the last hour before you know it's, it's time to break the fast
0: Thank you know yeah like Zahra said Enjoy the Ramadan. It's like it's the best month of the year. So remember that it's going to be fun. It's going to be amazing. You're going to get closer to Eli, subhanahu wa Ta'ala. It's all good to you.
2: And it only comes once in a year. So
0: make most of it. All right, guys. So on that note, thank you so much for listening to our new episode for the new season. Get yourselves all ready for Ramadan. Um, send us your feedback for this episode. If you have anything you want to add or anything you want to say, you can tweet us at Abuan Podcast. Instagram us at Podcast, DM us, email us at um, abwankchronicles at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned. We will be releasing more episodes during Ramadan. They're going to be more Ramadan-oriented because, you know, we're trying to, you know, keep it that way. Um, After Ramadan, we'll continue with our regular schedule, inshallah. But, yeah, stay tuned.
2: May you guys all have a blessed Ramadan. 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 Ramadan.